Welcome to episode 27 of Otra Por Favor. We will continue the discussion with Sonny Guadarrama as he shares his experiences of playing professional soccer in Mexico, his transition back to the U.S., and roots football. Enjoy. So, um, one thing that I wanted to ask is, um, how was the experience for you as a Mexican-American in Mexico and as a Mexican-American in in the U.S.? It felt like it were, you were neither from the United States nor Mexico. You were just in the middle, caught in the middle, because I grew up here, and people thought, oh, yeah, well, he's Mexican. But then I moved to Mexico. Like, nah, this, this guy's American, doesn't speak Spanish <laughs> like we do. So it's like <laughs> I was from neither spot at the end. Um, and since there wasn't a lot of Mexican-Americans – I'm not going to say like they hated Mexican American. They probably hated in general anybody who they thought was going to take their position. Right. So everybody in the house, we were all fighting for the same thing, which is we all wanted to play first division soccer. But it probably or maybe hurt them more to know like, oh, this guy's not even Mexican. He wasn't even born here. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was the reason why all my stuff got stolen. <laughs> um, but now it's common Santos to this day probably still has a lot of Mexican Americans that they look for and scout and want them to be a part of. And the rules are changing now with Mexican Americans in Mexico. You have to be a certain age to sign a contract and you can't move when you're younger. So it's a lot different. Um, But yeah, I felt like I was American. Then I felt like I was Mexican and now I feel Mexican-American, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We feel like in Austin, there's kind of like that Mexican-American part that you're like, okay, it feels like yeah. home. There's a lot more of us here. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because for, for me, when I moved from, even as a Mexican, I moved from Cali. I was born in Mexico and then lived in Cali for three years. And I came back to Mexico. The way people looked at me when I came from from LA was like, completely different than when I, the first time I, I moved, I lived there and now it's just, I don't know because I haven't been there so long. So I don't know what the perception is. So I'm trying to get a lot more raza as I can. So by the time I get there, they won't be like, ah, este se cree, or este se cree gringo, or this and that, you know? So, <laughs> the Mexicans will always say right? stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it up to Mexico. But, but I think I'll be like, I think one thing that my cousins, uh, they're always saying like, nah, como que, Traes barrio. I'm like, claro. <laughs> I, I grew up watching Guadalupe Blanco play, so. Eso nunca se olvida. Eso nunca se olvida. El barrio nunca se olvida. So, but it, it's funny. And like culturally wise, how do you, you know, what do you appreciate about both cultures? Mexico's great. The food is good. It's cheap to live there. You can live like a king with not a lot of money. And if you make a lot of money, then you're leaving like a real king. <laughs> um, the people are nice and everybody just loves soccer. That's like the, the main difference. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you'd go, people are talking about soccer, man, woman, child, grandpa. They're all talking about soccer. Soccer's on TV. Soccer's in the newspaper. Soccer's on billboards. Here, there's just so much other, not distraction, there's just so much other sports that you can play and video games and all this other stuff that you can do that takes away from soccer. So Mexico's eat, breathe soccer. And here in the U S it's just soccer. Just soccer. 
That's, no football. No football. Especially here in Austin, like the the fact that we didn't have a team up to now, it's it. it uh, I'm pretty sure I can't even imagine how our life was before Austin FC came. Because I was like, it just changed life for everybody, you know. Like now that we have a team, you to worry about like when they're playing. Like I think I've been keeping a lot more track of well, my America forever, <laughs> but. Uh, Austin FC than Barcelona because I'm also a Barca fan. <laughs> so, this is Cruz Azul. No, después de que ganaron una. Después de 20 años ya se cree. Te cree por más de los años. He barely talks to this anymore. Yo quiero que me traigan agua, pero de la que. The, what do you call it? The one that rainwater. That, <laughs> Has like a bunch of filtering systems in it. That's that's David right now. That's me. That's me. Right now. La diva. La diva. <laughs> but, no, but it's a. Um, it's I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> about Austin FC kind of yes. changing yeah. the way. So yeah, it changed like it changed like everything. And then, like for you is, you go from Mexico and then you come to, to. Austin both directly or did you play somewhere else like in, in the US no when I came back from Austin I took a break okay and there wasn't anything here in Austin that was in 2016 maybe or 17 what did you do I started a club soccer team for kids oh and then I was like I'm bored I mean not bored but I want to <laughs> play soccer right so the closest team was San Antonio So I called the coach and I was like, hey, can I come try out? He's like, yeah, come try out. So for a whole year, I lived in Buda and I would drive to San Antonio for training every day. Drive back and tr train the nights that we had training with the kids because I didn't want to <laughs> leave the kids hanging, Dang. but I wanted to right, play right, soccer. Right. So I would just drive to San Antonio every single day. Man. To the Scorpions? It was, it was already called SAFC, SAFC at the time. Okay. And then Austin FC, before it was Austin FC, said, we want to bring a team to Austin. So I went and spoke at city council in favor of Austin FC before it was, it was called 4ATX. And I got to meet pre, like the owner and all the original people that were part of the project. So I got to meet them all and any, not any, but a couple of events I went to and spoke about trying to get to bring the team here to Austin until San Antonio said like, oh, you can't do that anymore because we also want an MLS team. So we can't have you under contract and you mm. talking in favor of Austin FC. Man, so I stopped, I stopped doing Dang, that. Dude. But I think that little time that I did do that was probably what opened the door for me to have the broadcast job maybe because yeah. they remembered me from the beginning um, and they were probably like well what job could we give Sunny oh, we'll just give him a, a broadcast <laughs> job lo bueno que tan siquiera se acuerdan esos vatos porque they forgot about things it's true even una cerveza que they have to refund me nada so you were you went from San Antonio and because of the whole you know you're you're part of the SAFC you can't talk about Austin couldn't talk about Austin Politics, and politics, corporate yeah. stuff, dude. And then, aquí, hablo lo que quieras, vale. <laughs> and Austin, Austin Bolt said that they were going to have a team. So I was like, let me play for Austin for the first time ever. Yeah. So I played for Austin Bold for two years. Then this year I wasn't going to play 
because I got the job mm -hmm. to do this at Austin FC. And I was like, man, it's probably time to stop playing soccer. But like a month and a half ago, they changed coaches and the coach was like, Hey, do you want to come back and play the rest of the games? I'm like, let's go. Yes. Wee -wee. Let's go. <laughs> How wee -wee. <laughs> <laughs> so I just made sure that oh, that's great, man. Austin FC was okay with it. And they were like, yeah, you can go play. So I was like, okay, I'll go play. So whenever you tried out for San Antonio, did they look at your resume or just, they already knew who you were and voila. The coach for the team used to coach college soccer when I was growing up. Mm. So he wanted me to go to his school and I was like, no, I'm already going to go to Campbell. So he, <laughs> he knew who I was. I knew some of the players. Ever, Ever Guzman was on the team. Okay. So Ever Guzman mm -hmm. won the world cup with Mexico, U17, mm -hmm. but he mm -hmm. played with me. Played for Morelia. Morelia. I don't know that story, but <laughs> then he, we played at Merida together. So I already knew him yeah. and he was playing for San Antonio. So I knew some of them, but they, Probably like it's not like they watched Mexican soccer, so they didn't know who I was. But like two weeks into the team, I was like starting already in the scrimmages that they had. So they signed me pretty quickly. So and it was fun playing for San Antonio. They have a good organization, a nice stadium. People show up to the game, so it was a it was a good experience. Yeah. yeah. To what play a, here. Yeah. Um, what question that I have is the drive. I'm pretty sure it was tiring, but it was worth Every it. Every day. It's part of the... Some days I don't even know how I made it. I don't know if I was asleep or awake driving <laughs> all the way over there because the coach would make you get there like two hours before training. We had to show up like at wow. seven and it took like an hour straight with no traffic. So I'd leave like at six o'clock in the morning every day to drive to San Antonio. <laughs> That's when there wasn't a lot of traffic. There wasn't a lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah. There isn't a lot of traffic, though, going to San Antonio. San Antonio. Coming back. Coming back, stuff. depending on what time I came back, is when I would catch traffic. But that's what I had to do to play soccer. There was nowhere else to play soccer, professional soccer. Right. That was the only option. Only option. Without leaving Austin, since mm -hmm. I already had these kids that I was training. I Without leaving leave your kids. Yeah. yeah. And so you go from... from from the SAFC to the bold, how was like, how was everything like? Because the, the Secret of the America, um, that's where they do the F1 uh, races. They turned that part into a stadium. And that was, I saw a couple of games and I was like, man, this is pretty cool because it went from just being like nothing but grass to an actual like functioning stadium. And you can actually one thing they can do is there's one part of the field one part of the stadium where you can actually just be on the fence watching the game like you were watching it in a park yeah that's that pretty that's cool. cool now the owner loves soccer mm -hmm. I don't know why exactly he's in the F1 business but his passion is soccer if you meet <laughs> the guy he loves soccer he plays soccer he has like a, a field in his house that he plays every Wednesday that he invites friends over to play like at his house pickup yes. soccer and i don't know why he's like a your typical like i don't know white guy that you're yeah. like this guy doesn't play soccer but he just loves soccer yeah so i mean i'm glad that there's people like that here that mm -hmm. are willing to like try and grow the sport yes. out um 
F1 is a cool venue. Being around there and people that show up sometimes to the F1 uh, to like race their cars or concerts or whatnot. There's just like a lot of stuff going out over there. Um, I wish they would have worked together with Austin FC, but it didn't happen that way. And mm-hmm. Is it pre-court or the other guy's fault? <laughs> Maybe both, probably. Yeah. No llegaron al acuerdo. No, una cerveza y de volada. <laughs> what do you think, okay? No, man, it's a. Uh, I'm actually wondering, you know, what it felt like coming back to Texas after being uh, away for so long. You know, what was that homecoming like for you? It was like I was coming home to a different era. There was uh, yeah. YouTube and and Instagram and and stuff when I was playing. Like it was still there wasn't a lot of games on tv so none of my friends ever watched me play soccer they just saw like what i would post on facebook with like a sorry camera because that's what it <laughs> that's what had. there was like no video <laughs> uploads like nothing was right. going on so no one ever really saw me play that much except for my my parents it would be hard <laughs> to find games until like the later part of my career and then games started showing up on tv um so a lot of my friends Like, okay, I played in Mexico. I was far away. I'm a professional soccer player, but never got to see me play. So it was fun coming back to Austin and like being in the stadium mm-hmm. before in Mexico, like the ball would roll out of bounds. And if you were on the other team, they would just say whatever they wanted to say. And it was kind of funny sometimes, like <laughs> whatever they would come up with, like whatever, just shaming you to the fullest. <laughs> so that's what I was used to. Uh, But playing for like the bold and the ball going out of bounds and like looking up at the stance and like seeing people that you actually knew mm-hmm. was a better feeling. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, yeah. I want to put on a good show for these people because they're coming right, out right. here to watch and I want to make sure I do something cool for them to like want to come back. You're having your family there too. Yeah. yeah. My family, my, like, uh, a lot of my cousins obviously never went to Mexico to go see me play, mm-hmm. but everybody in my family at one point at least went to Mexico once to come watch one game. And my parents would come like once a year to, to some games, like whatever they could. Mm-hmm. But here they were like my grandma, my grandpa got everybody. to come to the That's games. Cool. Like everybody yeah. got to come to the game. Yeah. So it was a, a much better feeling. And then seeing your grandpa playing in 1978 at Silker, <laughs> now his grandson playing in Austin in a, in a, And a team at a professional level. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's life full circle right there. I'm sure, I'm sure that felt great for him, yeah. he, for the family. He'd love to go into the games. That's good. That's good. Right on. Este, este, like, how was your dad whenever he would, you would see, he would see you in the stands. Like, do you see him? Like, what was his demeanor? How, like, did he ever say how he felt of you being there? Growing up, he always used to yell loud. <laughs> It was embarrassing. Because yeah. English was not his first language, and he would scream in English, sometimes Spanish, and everyone was like staring, like, "Who is this guy? <laughs> this guy's just yelling at me! Like, What are you doing? Do this, do that!" But whenever he would come to the pro games, now he wouldn't say anything. But after the game, he was like, "No, I think you need to work on this. You should be using the outside of your foot more. Look for these through balls and whatnot." So he would always try and give me tips but growing up he was definitely the loudest person on the field yeah. which was kind of embarrassing did you ever get in fights with refs or other coaches would i no your dad 
were growing Did up he ever? as kids. Yeah, yeah all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. Yeah, I all think. the time. Yeah. All the time. That's, I think, I imagine whenever Chaparro, you know, he has little chaparritos. Imagine. He's going to be like that. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that parent. He's going to be like, ya sabes, pa' donde va? ¿Por qué no te pones sí. ahí? No, yo creo que por eso quizás Dios tal vez no me ha dado la, la alegría, porque no. Al Ryan, güey, ahí dice. Sí, ya se cuenta que sí le grito. We, we go, we go back, so we always joke, it's because we already yeah. know there's, there's always... Y'all are both from Houston? No, no. I'm from El Salvador, actually. Oh. I, I got here when I was 13. To Austin. That's to Austin, right. And yeah. You're from Houston. Wait, LA, Houston, yeah. then Austin? And then Austin, yeah. Well, Galveston, Houston. Uh, I was there for 15 years. In Houston, Galveston? Uh-huh, yeah. It's yeah, a long time. So, and actually, like, I got to experience both cities, but I, I did, like, Nothing against Galveston, but I did like Houston more. Like, more than Galveston. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was born in El Defe, so going to a small Galveston island for me was small. just more like, ah, oh, dude, I need, you know, like smog. I need, you know, <laughs> cool. traffic, city, vibes. city vibes. City uh, vibes. Smoke is also from Houston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in Houston. I lived there 18 years. And I came to uh, Austin for college, went to UT and kind of never left after that. You know, Austin became the city that I wanted to to uh, just live my adult life in permanently. The story of everybody's life. That <laughs> right. comes to Austin. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get <laughs> by the city. They never leave. <laughs> yeah. Never I, leave. I think I, I, uh, I, I would say, well, my, uh, my wife and I, we met at Gloria's through a mutual friend on her birthday. And then... Uh, but I've always had an idea, like, Austin would be a pretty cool city to live. Like, I always just thought about that, but never really crossed my mind. And moving until, you know, we became more serious. And then I was like, hey, I'll move to Austin for you. And she's like, for you. And I want to move to Austin. For <laughs> you, baby. For you, baby. <laughs> and then, and then uh, like, we got married. But then, like, for me, it's now I don't want to leave Austin. And this is either L.A. or Mexico City. Or Spain, but or Puerto Rico, but I, like I won't, I won't go. <laughs> or she just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, like, 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 but, like, no, no, she's always like, "Hey, let's go, let's go to, uh, let's go move to Maine." And I'm like, "Nope, it doesn't have the Austin. <laughs> I want the Austin, Texas, more so the Austin, like on my address. address so whenever yeah, I tell right. people I live in Austin, like I actually live in Austin." Not in Mainer. Not in Mainer. What is Mainer? <laughs> I live in Mainer. I'm just a poser. I live in It's northeast. Uh, it's like a suburb. Uh, no, I know where Chaparro is a single parmer down the road. Lexington <laughs> Drive. <laughs> I put like old Bastrop Road yeah. and all that. Oh, man. So since we're on the subject of Austin, like, Sonny, I want, I want to hear your thoughts on, do you consider Austin a soccer city? Has it always been a soccer city? When, or what are some of the ways that we can improve that? Has it been a soccer city? So I think people like soccer because the ratings would say so. I think that, I don't know, during the World Cup, Austin's like one of the cities, like for the amount of people it has that, most watches soccer. Um, growing up, there wasn't a lot of soccer. So we're a young soccer city that still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially now with the team, Austin FC. 
helps helping for sure, right? A lot. Yeah. But you see a lot of people that don't know anything about soccer at the right. games. That yes. go because yeah. it's cool and it's, it's like trend, a social trending. hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can go drink with my friends and these people are going to show up. So I want to kind of be a part of it. And, whoa, I kind of like soccer now. It's This mm-hmm. is exciting. The team scores. The, the, the best thing about the stadium is... <laughs> Obviously, the fans that are screaming and yelling the whole time—that that yeah. part is great. I just think that there's a lot of people, which is fine because right. who cares as long as the stadium is packed. Oh, okay. That go for for different reasons right. other than soccer. Precor don't care. He's like, oh, yeah, keep coming, keep coming, yeah. keep coming. As long yeah. as the stadium looks packed. I mean, for a player, who cares? Right. Yeah. As long as it looks yeah. packed, it it's more motivating for a yeah. player. But, but I do, my, I do uh, think. Oh, go ahead. Okay, sorry, sorry. My uh, my brother-in-law uh, Alexis. Oh yeah. Who, <laughs> He's a he's a he's a great guy, man. But not a soccer fan before Austin FC at all. He would watch the game, but n- nothing too much, right? And once he learned that Austin FC was coming, he he bought in completely, man. Like he gas season tickets, and uh, he started researching the team, and he knows like pretty much all the stats, all the players, all their salaries. It's crazy, man. This man talks to me like asking me all these questions, and you know I consider myself a soccer fan. But some of the questions he's asking me, some of the things he's bringing up, some of the some of the uh, the numbers behind the game, it's kind of interesting to see, man. But it's interesting to see how like uh, newer fans are, are uh, approaching the sport. Like everybody bites at a different zone, like whatever they're comfortable in, right? But it's also a, it's also a great great thing because now he's invited me to games and we we've uh, been to a game this uh, one of the past games together and. We loved it. We enjoyed it. We had a great time. Something that we wouldn't have done before, like connecting through the game of soccer. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see how like it's being adopted by by different fans that probably wouldn't have watched it or cared for it in the first place. I agree. One hundred. Some of the guys that I meet and the questions that I'm asking, I'm like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> like what you said about salaries and what this like they even know how the salary cap works here in the MLS. Yeah. I still right. don't even. Yeah. Not that I don't care, but that looks like a lot of work that I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm an accountant and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand dude. how it works and how you can get one player and how much allocation money and you sending it here. Like that doesn't, that doesn't register in my head as like professional soccer, but some of these people like read into all that mm-hmm. and know exactly oh, how yeah. that works. And I'm like, it's uh, even, uh, Michael, mm-hmm. yeah, my, mm-hmm. one of my friends, he was, you know, a football fan, UT all, all day, every day. And then he started coming to a couple of the games and we were in the wedding um, a couple of weeks ago. Mexico was playing and then the USA was going to play. Mexico, actually, USA was playing first and then Mexico was going to play afterwards. He pulls out his phone. He's watching the game. He's like, what's the score? He's like, USA is winning. I'm like, okay. He's over here. Like, you want to watch him? Like, over here. I'm like, Michael over here. He was all like, Mr. UT. Now he's all watching Austin FC in the US games. And he started talking about the table. And like, yeah, we win. We're going to get this. And like, hey, what the? I already know that. <laughs> but <laughs> and then he started talking about like the, the salary cap and then talking about the everything. I'm like, you're saying stuff that I already know. But dale. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we, we were talking again one day and same similar as, as Alexis. He was talking about the salary cap and then the DP players and, and who could be a DP, who could not be a DP. And it's like, I can see some of that stuff. But I do think um, there's a lot of more analytical stuff here than the actual style of play. Mm-hmm. And like in Mexico, we have more of a como juegas más que los, los números. Sí. And I think, like even Latin America, it's more about mm-hmm. uh, el momento. 
like for us is always it's it's a a sport that's more of a moment thing rather than just like in a strategy yeah you're gonna build that over time but for, for us maybe it's like that it's you know we want we see it where it's hey pato o sea te caes levántate you know so that's why probably Cecilio gets a lot because pero se cae en veces y es, que se, es hay, porque hay, le pegan yeah. realmente pero y es lo que hemos escuchado porque estamos sentados en la ahí ahí en el, el estadio y escuchamos a gente ah, ah, o sea abuchándolo o diciendo levántate levántate porque se queda en el, en el piso no yeah. pero también esa esa estrategia también sí. ¿no? that's because they've never watched Latin American soccer yeah, yeah. exactly es so, otro estilo yeah. and the way people think is the way they would probably think about basketball and football and mm. numbers and teams right, and yeah. which player can come here and which, because that's all fantasy, they grew up on. Yeah, all fantasy stuff. stuff. Yeah. So it, it'll take some time for us to be like a full-blown soccer city, but as long as these people keep coming back and then their next generation of kids mm -hmm. grow up playing soccer and now they have a better knowledge of the game and they can go watch games, it's going to definitely keep changing and changing and for the yeah. better for Austin. I do think this past couple of games it really felt like a soccer soccer oriented like fan base more than just like a yes go yes it actually felt like people were learning more about the they knew more about the game compared to the first game i mean the first uh the, like the first game that we had it was like a lot a lot of different you know people were more in, in sync with the, the game they were actually looking at the game rather than just like looking at their phone or you know doing selfies So everybody, even like the the people that are not in Los Verdes, they were all like, you know, going along with the songs. And that that's always a good thing, especially for a new team, because I'm pretty sure the players had a very rough season. And seeing them, you know, cheer with everything they got for them was just like golden, similar to what happened with Santos. Whenever it was a full stadium, even if it was small, siempre llegaba la gente. Todos eran de Santos. But they would boo you. Yeah. <laughs> I think culturally, culturally for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 what I've seen of the, the American soccer culture is, is a little bit more rooted in like, uh, like peace and love versus, yep. versus Mexico and <laughs> some other, <laughs> some other uh, countries. If, if you lost and you were trying to like, hit the drums or like say hi to people they were throwing things at you like no go back and go train harder because we just lost like i don't want to hear anything about you i want you to go train harder because we just lost like you're not like saying thank you to the fans like okay. you're trying to hide from the fans and you're not trying to go out like they don't want i don't want you i don't want to be seen at the grocery store i don't want people to see me like oh you play for the team yeah why'd you lose like straight people talking to you like after the game after you lose like oh can we get an autograph can we get your jersey like over there like they're throwing ice at you <laughs> you're like you wanna you want me to sign no. yeah for real different yeah. different world out there But it's, oh, a, it's different cultures right. that you can see it right there yeah yeah and it's it's uh it's interesting i mean we get we get to see that more you know and i think we're learning more of that especially people that really didn't watch the mls and how everything was done because a lot of people felt like especially from you know Latin america they were like they wanted more like achazos y barrio fuerte come on let's go guys yeah. which i mean i understand that that's why players like to come here too because so you don't have like it's not the same like pressure pounding you pressure. yeah mm -hmm. and coaches and the press and tv and There's not 10 stations talking about Austin FC. 
there's a couple of like a 10 second segment <laughs> on like KVU talking about the team. Over there, there's people every day at training, like with the microphone, like wanting you to say something yeah. so they can start drama and put something Basically. on the news. And it's all day, every day soccer. So there's just different <laughs> pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think uh, even Josh Wolf, I was listening to a couple of his best press conferences and the one from last week, he was not happy. Like he was, he was super frustrated. And then the one for today or yesterday, he was actually more calm. And he was, he was more like even joking with the, like the people that kind of are their retractors or detractors or don't agree with them. He was like, the guy was like, Hey, um, I don't want to be pessimistic, but it feels like the Copa Texas is kind of like the, you know, considering the three Texas team are the worst teams in the MLS or in our division. You know, what do you think about that? He's like, well, I mean, you're already being pessimistic, but. It's a fan thing, you know. I think you have to do it for the fans now. And the guy was like, but what do you think about that? He's like, I mean, we just have to play the game. That There's just not – it's not the same. If the coach loses in Mexico a couple of games, he's worried that he's going to get fired. Mm-hmm. And here yeah, it's, it's just to, – you almost have to be crazy to be a coach in Latin America because <laughs> you're going to have no hair and – gray hairs all over the place because you're so stressed about if you can keep your job or not because every game is like your job's on the line test. Yeah. look at Manolo La Puente <laughs> yeah or Bucetich got to coach the national team for two games and then yeah. they fired him like after That's the two crazy. games and they went to Miguel Herrera like, that would never happen here yeah they, mm-hmm. they believe in process, process. Yeah. which is just different mentality right right and like for you what do you think of, of Austin FC itself as a team how how they're doing things inside the field because outside the field we already know like the marketing part and the corporate part they're great but inside the field the players like what do you think are it's going on there i think they have good players i think it takes time to build a team um and sometimes like even Josh Wolf, you might think like, oh, this might be the perfect player. And then he comes and he's not the perfect player that you thought he was because you saw videos of him or you saw him once in a game and maybe he had the best game or maybe he had the worst game. I don't know. And then you got to make hard decisions. So, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, professional sports to me is about winning. It's not like a kids, they tell you like, oh, don't worry, winning isn't everything. That may be true for kids, <laughs> but the professional game is built around winning. Everything is winning. If you're not winning, right? things are probably not good at where you're at. But it's weird because a lot of the sports, they, they're hard on winning. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at LeBron James, what he has done. Uh, like, for example, the Astros right now, they're winning. I mean, they're about to go to the World Series. They're in the World Series right now. It's... Literally about winning, but at soccer it feels more, a little more soft in, in that aspect. Maybe it's because of the new a new team. But only or? in America. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could see Manchester United's coach is one game away probably from getting fired. Barcelona's coach come on, just fired. <laughs> yeah, just got just got sacked today. Sacked. Yeah, yeah, about um, time. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just how it's played everywhere else. Here, yeah. it is about the process. You just got to determine. How much, like, how long do you give somebody to prove themselves? 
right what's a good sample size what's a good time you know before you'd say hey let's turn the page let's go didn't work Um, so you have you founded roots soccer roots football what uh can you share a little bit about what what's that about and what do you do roots football is kind of what i think is the missing piece here in america and roots is for kids three to ten where i put myself in that position if i'm the age of three to ten and i want to play soccer i sign up for soccer and i would sign up for rec soccer probably and train once a week with like a parent who might be that guy that doesn't know anything about soccer who knows everything about the salary cap, but doesn't know how to kick a ball or it could be somebody who's really amazing at soccer. Mm -hmm. But in other countries, those ages aren't here in America. It's like, no one wants to deal with those ages. I only want to take the kids that are 15, 16, that'll pay attention, that have all this skill already. They don't want to do the dirty work, Mm -hmm. but in other countries, they like, they know how important it is starting to start, start early Mm -hmm. because it's like a ticking time bomb. I don't know how or ticking something like to, to get skill enough to be on a soccer field takes years to develop the skill. So if I'm not getting taught the skill at an early age, when I can like take in all this information, then I'm already trying to play catch up to everybody else in the world. Who's already been like doing skill work, skill work, skill work, skill work. So all roots football is, is a lot of skill work that each kid has like their own ball and learning how to master right foot, left foot, shooting with the laces, with the inside, toe poke, outside spin, like anything that they probably don't teach you anywhere else is kind of just over and over again, all these skills, because everything else is a lot easier to learn. Mm-hmm. The hard thing is having enough skill to to play soccer mm-hmm. at a high level. Mm-hmm. I can learn tactics in a year or six months or five months. Okay, I can stand mm-hmm. here. I can see the ball over here. But getting a touch just takes forever. And soccer's the beautiful thing about soccer is that it's impossible to, to know everything. And there's just so much about the game and how the ball will bounce this time and how it'll bounce next time and how it comes in the air and how you can spin it with the outside and it slows it down enough or how you can hit it with the laces and it'll make it go further on purpose. There's just too much. So it takes time. And that's what roots hopefully does to all the kids that sign up is teach them all these skills that they're going to need later on in life to be great soccer players. Mm-hmm. And how can they, they sign up or how does it work for a kid to get involved or a parents know more about it? They can go to rootsfootball.com. And another thing about our program is that we train Monday through Thursday. Okay. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even at those younger ages, because it's so important to get a lot of touches on the ball. And that's why we want to make our program different than everybody else. Right. And we also train soccer Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and on Wednesday we let them play another sport. Oh, that's good. Because all my friends that played professional soccer can pick up any sport and will be pretty good at it. Like they all can, if they knew what football was, they would all know how to throw a football. They can all pick up a baseball bat and hit a baseball. They can all pick up a golf club and they can all swing and they can play tennis. And you have to have like a certain level of athleticism just to step on the field. And other sports kind of help you be a better soccer player at a younger age, 
even though my dad didn't let me play I know any sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can agree with that. I can. Yeah, I yeah. think it makes sense to do at that. the younger age. Yeah, younger age. Then you kind of focus in later on in life. Okay, I'm just gonna play soccer. I should focus on soccer. But like basketball will teach you like how to get low and how to defend like in the proper area. Gymnastics, how to like fall down and how to be athletic. I don't know. There's just a whole bunch of balance, balance, balance. Yeah, strength. Right. And this is for any any kid that wants to. Any kid. It doesn't matter if they have all the experience in the world yeah. or if yeah. they've never touched a soccer ball in their life. It's good to me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, hey, La Raza, you know, whenever you, you want to take your kid somewhere, for roots, football. football. Ahí está. That's good. That's, that's good. awesome, man. And how. Uh, what, what, what made you come up with the idea for, for roots? Was it something that you just thought up out of the blue or did you have a conversation with someone that kind of led to this uh, organization? The idea behind roots was because I coached club soccer and I was, mm -hmm. had like supposedly the highest team in Austin at like age 11. And I thought, man, these kids still need a lot of technical work. A lot of them can't <clears throat> kick the ball. They don't feel comfortable crossing the ball with the opposite foot, but yet they were considered the top players mm -hmm. in Austin. Top I'm like, notch. no, right. we need it to go train. Right. I was spending a lot more time doing skill work than actually doing soccer work because we were lacking. So I was like, this is not only in Austin, yeah. this is happening all over. Right. The the players that make it are probably because their dad or their mom is like on top of doing them. The about doing the extra work with yeah. them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But hopefully Roots will have give you a better chance, even if your parents don't do that. And Roots is right. kind of like the roots and the ground of what makes something like strong, even though you don't see it. Mm -hmm. That, that's what the name came up. Great yeah, metaphor. Yeah. yeah, I was reading a little bit about um, Arsene, Arsene Wagner's um, kind of four stages of development, and he kind of describes that the years five to 12, it's like where you should really focus on that technical aspect. And that's pretty much exactly what you're doing with Roots. It's because it's, it's important and it's a never ending thing. There's, they say like 10,000 hours to be an expert, but not for soccer because you can use everything but your hands. So right. like what Gokdomot can do with like putting a pass on his back, like <laughs> who can teach that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we laugh about it, but I not everybody's it. willing but to yeah. try something okay, like that. Perdón, perdón, perdón. <laughs> uh, there, there's it's soccer's never ending. There's too many people on a field with everybody's mind making a decision at the same time that it's mm -hmm. never it doesn't look anything like football or basketball. There's no other sport like it. Every other sport stops and has more of like set plays that you can do. Mm -hmm. Soccer is just a free flow. And mm -hmm. there isn't really position. Like you're in a starting position, but you're not stuck to that position. You can move kind of wherever you want to go. Every other position, you're like limited yeah. to, to where you're on the field. So that's why I love soccer. It's You'll never master it, and there's always something that you can get better at. Man, that's that's good. It's a beautiful like, game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's why it's, it's a beautiful game because everything starts from just one simple pass that builds and builds and builds and builds, and you continue it. You know, there's no like, oh, you can't hold the ball for more than twenty four seconds. So you can hold it for twenty four seconds. I'm impressed. Guy, takes, well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, like as a team, as a team, no, no, but like as a team, like we were yeah, yeah, passing yeah. and playing. Not by yourself, by yourself. I'm ready too. 
Sí, ahí te caes te, con todo. Este coque llega y te pega y luego yo te levanto y digo, ¿estás bien? Ya, yeah, no, right. <laughs> Which no, has no, happened. No, 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 Well, I have, I, have, I have two questions. Uh, one is, what are your plans? You know, are you gonna, besides roots, you know, personally, are you gonna go try to become a, a coach or, or, because you, you kind of have that coaching mentality. You, you have, you, you see a lot of things that a lot of people probably didn't get to see, and you experience a lot of things that you know. And, that, and a lot of people would say sometimes, like, say, you, you know, your career with everything you learn. You want to show it to people and, and learn, you know, like teach everyone you can. And that's what you're doing. Are you going to try to be a, become a coach in the future, like professionally or? I had really good coaches in Mexico. I had Daniel Guzman. I had Tena, who won the Olympics. I had Piojo, who went to the World Cup. I had um, David Patino. I had Jaime Ordiales. I had um, Profe Cruz. I had just really great coaches that I learned a lot from growing up. I'm not sure if I want to do that, though, because they all have no hair and no life. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It's a. Yeah, it's, 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 it seems like a life of a lot of sacrifice yeah. for sure. Continuous, continuous sacrifice, sacrifice apart from your career. So, I I enjoy coaching and I enjoy winning. That's like the thing I get the most out of. But do I want to? I feel like sometimes I haven't lived enough because all my life has just been soccer, soccer, soccer. So do I take a break and enjoy life, or do it just do I keep doing soccer, soccer, soccer? And then maybe I'm like 50 and I'm like, okay, now I can enjoy life. I don't know. So I don't really have any plans, but stuff right. just kind of falls sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I'll do this. I, I won't do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And um, another question is with everything that you do, you know, you're an announcer, like broadcasting. You're playing for the vault. You, you know, you're on our roots and work there and committed to, you know, to the organization. What do you do to remain sane? Take naps. Nice. <laughs> I respect that. That was like That's straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> I love me a good nap, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> no nap. There's, there's nothing. I started drinking coffee. That's how I know I'm getting older. Un cafecito. Un cafecito. That's what's up. Have you ever had a Vietnamese yeah. coffee? No. I oh, mean, have you ever. Does that wake you up completely or what? Yeah. Te Completely. Te da. Te da. Coffee's good, el, man. El fua. El fua. <laughs> I'm an avid coffee drinker. You're I drink young. coffee pretty much at all times Same of the day. Here. I drink it every day. How old are you? I'm 30. And how old is he? 30. 30. 30. 30. 36. 36. Yo estoy como de ya de retirado acá, <risa> instruyendo a las otras personas. Yo necesito bastón, el cabrón. Ya, ya, neta, bato, la, la rodilla no se ha compuesto. <risa> Mis respetos a Richie. <risa> no, I, still, I still try to play, but it's just the body doesn't heal as quick. Uh, might have this one knee injury that I had a couple months ago and it's still there. I do rehab it every day. I, you know, I do everything I can, but, and it could be good. 
But once I go play, I do a misstep and another week of rehab. So, um, you know, my wife already agreed to get a Theragun para la casa. Y, <laughs> so we're going to be Theragunning each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> also a question. You, you, you were saying uh, you never really had a, a big injury throughout the whole, you know, uh, uh, soccer career. That's because I was always looking over my shoulder to see who was Make coming sure to try and take me out. It. <laughs> Jump out of the way no, takes, before it came. Take some IQ, man. Take <laughs> yeah. some IQ for that, for sure. I mean, I got kicked in my shin at practice the other day. A guy tried to Ooh. back heel the ball and he I missed the ball it. and just got my shin. And those are probably the ones that hurt the most. So the ones that right in your shin. ¿Cómo, ¿cómo se llama el vato y las placas y todo? <laughs> no, I always do. <laughs> right here. I, I got you next. <laughs> like, Koki has a list, Wait. too. <laughs> just rolls out. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a list, man. You got to make sure that debts are paid, man. Koki's <laughs> <laughs> like, Koki's yeah. like, I'll get him back. <laughs> I never complain about getting hit, man. Way. A lot of times it's because I know that I probably deserved it. I've done a lot of. Yo lo que digo nomás es puro colmillo, puro colmillo. Nah, I had a I had a pretty 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 serious injury at the beginning of last year before COVID, and then it took. I started. It was like mid January when I had it, and then I really didn't do. I still stayed active and and did like like a half squat or just to you know rehab it and not stay like que se que se ponga tiesa. And then that, that, that helped. So I would say back in, right before the pandemic, I went, started playing. Mm -hmm. I showed up just to pass the ball and I see Coke and I'm like, oh, mm. I had to like, I let myself down onto the floor. <laughs> like, you know, whenever your fighters going to get him there, I'm like, nah, I'm going to go. It's el miedo. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh, after that. And then, and then later on, I got healed and all the batons are left. Ahora sí. Ahora sí. But no, it's, it's a, no, we, we love the sport. Um, Like part of why we started the podcast was to talk about soccer, of course, but to talk about like the behind the scenes of a lot of people that don't get to hear mm -hmm. um, and even different subjects. It's not necessarily just about soccer. So like we do appreciate you coming. Um, it's meaningful. The fact that we get to have, like I said it earlier, a living legend yeah. with us here. Um, and I, I know whatever you're doing right now with roots, it's going to impact someone and, you know, someone's going to say, Because, or even whenever, like, you would go from San Antonio here, one kid is going to make it and he's going to be like, that's because Sonny, he was dedicated to us, so. I hope so. That's the plan. The next generation of kids, teach them everything I didn't know mm -hmm. going to Mexico. So they're better prepared to whatever they want to go to. So that's kind of the dream from here on out. And more kids from Austin. I know. We need that for sure. Right more opportunities yeah, more for opportunities. kids. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of kids mm -hmm. that have played professional from yeah. Austin. There should be a lot more. Right. Yeah, I mean, we have the resources and everything. So I think now there's no excuse. Mm -hmm. We just need uh, the fields. So <laughs> that's if you're here, you're right? Austin. Yeah. yeah. Please. Adler. Yeah, yeah. Adler. For sure. Uh, Vanessa Fuentes. Out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, help us out. Um, is there anything you need from, from Otra, por favor, you know, to, to help in the cause or anything you need, you know, un raito un día? If I'm ever in Torreón and I need a ride to the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they can go to Mexico. I, I can go, but not come back. So, you'll pick you him know, up. And then, 
I'll meet you at the board. I'm over here with a flashlight. El coyote. El coyote. Richie. No, no, no. No soy coyote. Yo no soy coyote. No se crea. Estoy sudando ya. No, like, you know, Sonny, appreciate it. Guys, anything you guys want to add? Hey, I just want to say uh, thanks so much for taking the time and coming over here and having this conversation about, you know, your career and everything. And we just appreciate what you do. So thank you for having yes. me. Yes, Sonny, I can't, I can't thank you enough, man. It's been great to hear about your upbringing, your experiences, um, everything that it took to get you to that professional level. And some of those lessons you learned along the way, I think um, just sharing this with some of our listeners and with the greater Austin community, it's, it's great. It's great to hear. And just the work that you're doing with Roots Football, I'm sure you're continuing to open doors for the younger, the newer generations of Austin. So my props to you, man. Thank you, guys. If you ever need anything. Man, we need players, you know, <laughs> players. on Friday sometimes. Because <laughs> Manny's yeah, always sending messages to me. Yeah, Friday leagues. Place, right? We're going to bring Sonny. Oh, Sonny. Yes. I can tell hey, you man, one thing. The day I stop playing, I, I won't play anymore. You won't ever? Hang up the boots for good. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's only fun if I'm playing for serious. Right. I can't. My like mind, to compete. You can't switch yeah, it off. My mind doesn't want to compete, and I'll probably end up getting into an argument with somebody or mm. first person that hits me I'll <laughs> be upset and, and take it personal yeah. or just yeah. not pass the ball and score and I don't know do yeah. something because it's not. I don't know how to play soccer for fun. Yeah. Look at I'd Bailey's on on at Bailey's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have all types of personalities and we can all welcome you, you know, anytime. Very diverse, for sure. Very diverse. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we're super laid back. You yeah. know, we can get competitive. We can, una carita asada. Yeah. You know, but we can also, like, si quieres enojarte, te podemos hacer enojar. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's all love, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we, we, we respect each other. Yeah, and, right, uh, right. It's a good time. It's a good time, but... Man, really great to hear from you, man. You, you had you had a lot of a lot of great advice for the for the younger generations and for just anyone in general that wants to succeed at anything. So appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you it's and a pleasure. No, it's, it's yes, likewise. And uh, thank you for everyone that's listening to this episode. Um, we'll see you guys soon. And David, tiernos. Sí, acuérdense, uh, por favor, síganos allí en otraporfavor.com. En Instagram estamos en otra por favor. Uh, acuérdense de escuchar el episodio, seguirnos y sigan, sigan pendientes porque vienen cosas nuevas. Sí, y Coque, we miss you. I miss you guys too. I can't wait to be in person. <laughs> ya está. Appreciate right. you guys. All right. Yeah, take care. Thanks. All right, man.